You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Masters of Sex After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Masters of Sex After Show. That's our only. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Where's our intro? Oh, <laughs> there we go. Where's our orgasm song? Hello. <laughs> hello. You can enjoy and watch it too. Hey, fans. How are you? Welcome to Masters of Sex, Season 2, Episode 4. This is our recap tonight. I have with me lovely, spicy. Spicy, Maddie in the building. How you guys doing? And we've got Roya. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And we've got charming, charismatic Bobby. I feel like you're saying that as an insult to me. They saw what we were talking about it's earlier. It's just my general demeanor towards uh-huh. Gemini's. <laughs> what is that? Even, I don't even. Okay, before we even start, what is that even? You don't like Gemini's? Did a Gemini I, break your heart? Um, I would <laughs> say I'm pretty sure Gemini's are cheaters. In my book, they are what? cheaters. They that are dishonest a and they are so super duper charming, yet super duper liars. Super duper liars. That's a thing. So, do you think Masters is a Gemini? No, no, he's too stoic. So, so you think Austin is a Gemini, without a yes, doubt? Yes, 200%. Well, me and Austin, born on June 5. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I was born on June 5. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that makes so much sense. His character really fits him in real life. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you just See? wrote off a whole group oh, of people. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to hear it from all the one, Gemini. One no, not well, just, just for record, you just wrote off one twelfth of the world. I did. I did. And okay. me. <laughs> No, 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 I take, you are too, but you are really charming too, Stephen, that makes sense. June 8th. This is all coming together, you guys. It's coming together. <laughs> because the month you're born in has a lot to do with your relationships. So it if you were really a Gemini, does. I'm an Aries. you have no chance with Jenna. <laughs> well, unless you're a redhead, I do have a tendency towards redheads. What? <laughs> so if you're a Gemini and you're a redhead, I might be more inclined to put up with more. Oh, so season four. two, episode four. Okay. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so this episode, this season is getting so. I, I feel like every episode is jam packed with just super interesting things. I feel like it, I'm taking notes the whole time to try to keep up with it. Uh, so when we open up, we open up with Masters and Virginia, and it's it sounds like um, it looks like they're together, uh, Virginia. Virginia has a white lab coat on, and they're talking about um, the study, and Virginia walks in and sees that he's been continuing the study without her, and she gets really upset, and he looks at her and gives her a look and says, well, we couldn't accept you because the board didn't like your recent job title, which was mistress. And so we found out before it even came that it was a dream, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty funny. So she wakes up in the hotel room with him and he is just, you know, reading innocently. And all of a sudden she's like, um, can you get dressed, please? This is over. (laughs) She's like, wants to get downstairs. She's got some studies. Um, she brought all of the, their work together in her trunk. So she's like, let's go transport all of our studies. So 
it was an interesting tone to open up with. And so... Um, it was kind of a tease, though. I was really excited to see them actually working together in that little communication that they have when yeah. they're wor- talking about the studies and they're both in their white lab coats. And nope, it was a tease. Yeah. And then, um, then before they... So they're wrapping up. They're getting out of the hotel room and Austin... The worst person ever, Gemini gossipers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Austin sees them leaving the hotel room. And so um, he's, you know, as we know, he's in between um, meeting his, you know, wife to spend time with his kids at a hotel because they're, he's getting separated. So um, he obviously is like the worst person out of all, like worse than a girl to see it. So, um, and then we see Dr. Masters. Um, when he's going, so they're at the car, right? And they're getting their things and he's like, um, asking her and I didn't really catch what he had asked her. Like he wanted her to keep the files so she could organize him or yeah, he yeah. wanted her to do secretarial work. Yeah. yeah. Before they, he brought him over or something because like that. Betty, uh, not Betty, the new secretary, Barbara, Barbara couldn't handle can doing organize it. Yeah. Him. Right. Right. Okay. And then, uh, doctor's masters sees her little box of diet pills and he's actually, it's so funny because we're seeing more kind of a playful Dr. Masters. We're seeing jokes and personality. And um, and I feel like every time he kind of opens up to joke around, he always gets, you know, shut down. <laughs> he's like, oh, so you're, you know, is, are those diet pills? Are you on diet pills? What's going on? And she's like, abruptly tells him, you know, no, I'm selling those because without the extra money from the study, I'm struggling to pay rent. Do you think it's right of her to take her anger out on the dream towards him? Yeah. Or do you think... Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I know I've had a dream where, I say, Bobby, you're in my dream, and you piss me off in the dream. I wake <laughs> up, and I see you. I will be angry at you. I don't know why, but I'm angry at you. Do you think that's what, how I she's... I know I she's got... I'm, I'm just being things. attacked the today. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you, and I understand. I think that there's so much tension for her anyways. Yeah, I don't and, think it's a dream. And her and Bill are so close for so many reasons. Sometimes you treat the people closest to you the worst, and you shouldn't. But that because you know they're going to hang around, and you know they're going to be around, and you get chippy with each other or whatever. And I think it's more that than the dream, that mm-hmm. she's chippy because she doesn't want to sell these pills, and she doesn't want to be a secretary. And so when all this stuff kind of piles on her with Bill, this is a, a little break. Point. She didn't have a meltdown, but it's a little baby breaking point, and you're just seeing a little tension from her being released. But it's mm-hmm. not just in this very moment. I don't think it has anything to do with the dream. I understand what your example was when you wake up, you have these emotions that you were just feeling, and they almost feel real. Mm-hmm. But I think she has a tendency to try to keep herself in perspective and keep her relationship in check with Bill. And the only way to do that anytime any playfulness or emotional connection starts to happen is refer back to work. I think she just has a tendency to do that. She did that all throughout the last episode when she would remind him about the study. And so she wants to always be taken seriously. And I think that that's forgotten in the process of spreading her legs. Okay. I was just curious because I know that she mentions that without the study, she's struggling to pay the bills. So mm-hmm. I know that was also a comment in the Well, that was like her dream. telling him, like, get your ish together because yeah. I need work. Yeah. She's stressed with the whole money deal. I get that. Yeah. I was, I was just curious. I thought I was just going to ask that. <laughs> right. And then we cut to um, Betty um, seeing Dr. Masters, right? So we've seen, we're seeing so much of Betty um, this whole time. And so she's like, you know, I'm going to sit in your office again and... Um, she, um, I don't think in the very beginning she brought, um, I don't think she brought her husband with her, but she was sitting in his office doing his little, you know, staying with him during the day and trying to ask him to, I think that's exactly where she proposed that her husband should come in and start his testing too, which obviously gets Mr. or Dr. Masters pretty upset. 
Um, and then we kind of flash to Libby seeing an art, like, so it flashes to Libby being at home, seeing an article about how stressful it is for new fathers when they come home and they see bottles on this, on the sinks and the house is a mess and chaos when they get home. And so she's thinking the reason Dr. Masters might not be responding very well to fatherhood is because it's her fault. Maybe things seem too chaotic. And so she's very specific about trying to make sure that everything is under control. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and that was one of the topics we discussed was, is it because of the baby that Masters is acting the way he is, which is uh, Libby's way of trying to figure it out. Uh, but really, it's because he's more focused on his study. Is this the first time that we're seeing the new nanny? No. Okay. no so she's, the she's week you're gone. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I missed that one. But she's, she's, she seems like she's playing an intricate role as far as the work is in the house. Like she's pretty much doing everything for Libby. Yeah, she's there. She's like no. This this time she's doing more work around the house because of the life situation. She's usually just with the baby. Are you talking about Libby? Or are you talking about the maid, Coral? Coral. I don't think she's. They didn't discover the lice until that she had people over. She was having people over. Uh, right, but she didn't start doing housework wives. and like cleaning toilets and stuff like that until after the lice. Yeah, that's true. We didn't see it until afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So to uh, get to get back to the point real fast about Libby, and we see this a couple times in this episode, Libby makes a big point to Coral and to herself about how Doctor Masters is busy and work is his domain. And I know we've talked about it on the show before that work is Bill's domain mm-hmm. and home is Libby's domain. Mm-hmm. However, I can't help but wonder if Libby isn't projecting her own insecurity, and she has many of them, but this specific insecurity in the sense that. She wants desperately to control something, and she knows deep down that she can't control Bill. Whether or not she knows he's doing his thing with Virginia, I think she knows she can't control him. So she's trying to tell herself that she can control the home. Hey, baby, mm-hmm. don't worry. You work hard. When you come home, I'll deal with the kid. I'll make these decisions. Coral is under my jurisdiction. Remember, mm-hmm. she got in that argument with Coral about you don't talk to Dr. Masters. Right. He's busy. You come to me. Well, she's trying to siphon everything off from Bill at home so that that by default makes her the only power player at home mm-hmm. because she wants to be. Not because she even should. I think Bill is relatively progressive in a lot of ways, including the way that he would want to take a little more initiative at home than a normal father in that era and she won't let that because this is her last stand and her last domain and she can't control anything else so she has to control this by force and you're going to see her not to make a prediction but you're going to see her come off the rails a little bit because of it i think well i think she's projecting all of her anger to at dr masters and you know i mean she's starting to show it more and more and being more vocal with him but i think she's got so much tension and she's so upset and she doesn't know how to deal with all these feelings of especially during that time of dealing with you know having a baby with somebody and then having absolutely no outlet to talk to about it Mm -hmm. and so i'm not sure i mean this is the theme we saw our correct coral again on her speech and we saw it happen a couple other times in this show and it just seems to be like that's i don't know where that's going but i mean i was trying to figure that out as well what did she have against coral because on several occasions she corrected yes her speech but then she also embarrassed embarrassed her in front of her girlfriends when she couldn't contribute any information or sexual secrets about bill's study she snapped at coral when she comes giving her background on children i think that libby 
is not necessarily racist, but is trying to be not trying to be racist, but is acting a little racist because she thinks that's what she should do at the position and stage and time period oh, of life she friends. is in. Uh, because her friends are a little more, they're dressed very uppity and they're dressed very properly, and, the, and her friends don't appear to be outwardly racist. They wanted to talk to Coral, but I think Libby almost thinks like, oh, well, I'm put together. I'm a doctor's wife. I don't talk to the help that way. And I don't know if it's a white-black thing. Maybe it's not just racism or if it's more of a class thing. Right. But I think Libby's trying to be like, oh, we're I'm a doctor's wife. We have to behave in a certain way. Coral, you're beneath us. You need to know where your place is. And whether that's race or class or maybe a mix of both, I think that's where Libby's coming from and stuff or like that. Or it can just go to the same point that you made earlier as far as needing to control someone or something. She's yeah. powerless. So Coral's the only person yeah. who she can take it out on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so then um, we flash over to Virginia, um, and we see, um, twice this episode, we see her at doctor's appointments with Dr. DePaul. And um, Dr. DePaul, in the very beginning, we see that she assumes that Virginia is going to take over their work, you know, and she... And I could see in Virginia's face, she was like, oh, my God, like, what's going to happen when I need to tell her that I'm going to go with Dr. Masters, you know? And so we have that kind of tension. And then we see, obviously, Dr. Paul is getting, Dr. DuPaul is getting sicker and sicker, you know? And so that was really sad. Um, And then it flashed flashed over to Dr. Masters um, being with um, Doug Greathouse and stressing the importance of having um, Dr. Johnson there and because Virginia is kind of taking it out on him like you're not I'm not there yet not Dr. Johnson though and let's be oh, very sorry. clear did about I that. say Dr. Johnson? You did say Dr. Johnson <laughs> oh, which a is a normal slip but, yeah. but that's half the issue is she has no, not, no medical training. That is exactly yeah. what's holding her back Yeah, in that she doesn't even have qualifications to be a research assistant Yeah, which is really sad um, and so when that whole conversation was going down, though, did you feel that Great House was just something was really off with him? Something is so off. I hope he's off the show now. Oh, don't even start with me. We're going to have a knockdown <laughs> drag out fight. If Great, House, if Great House does not return next week, I don't return next week. Oh I want Doug Greathouse on this show. Guys, I'm going to get punched in the face. <laughs> in the by, by a Gemini. Yeah. I want Doug Greathouse on this show. He had better be. I literally wrote on my notes just now. No more oh Doug. Sad smiley face. He better come back. Okay. He better Sorry. come back. We're done with him. He better be here. Oh, my gosh. And so then it cuts over to um, Austin sitting down with Virginia, and he is such a little scamp. He, like, completely is not shy about it at all and tells her face-to-face, hey, look, I saw you at the Park Plaza. I saw you and, you know, Bill. Why don't you just tell me what's going on? And she played it off. So oh, cool. Yeah. She's We're like, a cucumber. oh, my gosh. She was like, you should have grabbed a drink with us. We could have had a great time. And he, I thought he bought the whole thing. And he didn't. Not a bit. I mean, at the end of the day, they wouldn't have had to rent a hotel room of all places. It's just inappropriate on every single level when you're doing work. So that really was... (laughs) I mean, she did... I'm proud of her for how well she rolled with the punches. She had an answer and a rebuttal for every single Mm -hmm. thing that he said. But unfortunately, he still didn't believe her. And who would? It's a hotel room. And he, of all people, the most promiscuous one on the show, he's not falling for it. But what's funny, she did tell him the truth, in a way. She kind did. of. Yeah, like, at the end of the research thing, he came, Masters came back to her and said that he needed her in the yeah. assi- he, She just didn't yeah, say I, the... She didn't really. Well, it's between the lines. Of having she was, sex you know, with him she was she beefing up that lie a lot. So, so, so was she... You know about the work. So you say she was telling the truth. About I think About the work. I think when you lie by omission or you lie and don't tell the whole story, you are still lying. Oh, still thank lying. you. Okay, Gemini's <laughs> just got a whole lot better to me. 
<laughs> lying by omission is lying. So I, I guess morally, Half the truth is still a lie. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's my question for you guys, and you specifically, mm-hmm. Roya. Morally, <laughs> is what Virginia did in that situation with Austin? Did she do the right thing, or did she just go along to get along because of who he is? She just didn't tell him the full truth. But that's what I'm saying. Is that right or wrong? It's right. It was right in that situation. It was situationally she, right. Who he is. And I'm yeah, the Gemini who lies. Listen to you guys. Is. She's lying she to everybody. She didn't have to and blowing the lid on that thing. Okay, the whole th- her, what she's doing, the affair is not right. But that's the thing, though. The Boom. affair, the affair is not right. But that's a huge topic. in But you have going to on. lie about when you're in an affair. You have to lie about it. But, but then don't no. get in an affair. And I know the whole show gets ruined if you don't. But I'm just saying that's the point. Once you start with a little lie, it all unravels. There you go. Is, though, guys, that's true. The affair. It's not supposed to be an affair. It's not to them. It's the study. It's work. So it's not an affair. So then, if it's work, what is they ashamed of? That's the well, that's the, the whole point so far <laughs> in the season. It's a secret they have study. To admit it. That's why it's secret. So it's feelings inside. Therefore, if it's about the work, it's pretzel logic's confusing the hell out of me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just do air quotes. It makes it all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So then we kind of snap over to Libby having lunch, like we had mentioned, with the wives, and they ask about the study, and she said it was boring, which I thought was interesting because when she was doing it, I don't think she thought it was boring. Did you? <sighs> Again, the- I think she wants to be seen. As a doctor's wife. And I yeah. think she wants Bill to be seen as a doctor. And look at the... look at the Yeah, she was protecting the, his image. And look at yeah. the uh, fight that they had near the end of the show when she flipped out on him. How many more mm-hmm. opportunities are you going to squander? Blah, blah, blah. We'll get through it. it. Her status is tied up in what he does, how he does it, money. I don't think she's totally materialistic, but that's all part of it. Society, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't really want to be the wife of the doctor who has this crazy sex study and he's doing these things with girls. She wants to go in there and say, oh, you know, I went in and the study was really clinical. It was boring because it's medicine. And so that gets the girls off her back just enough. And then she was rude to Coral, which made me so sad because I feel like Coral is so sweet. And it's like they have this good rapport and then she like turns into a crazy person and gets bipolar and is rude. Coral would do a great job selling things on the side of the road. That's not an insult. That's a compliment. She could, like, sell. She could tell, like, a real sad story to a lot of people and, like, sell a lot of stuff. She could mm-hmm. go door-to-door and probably be a great door-to-door salesman, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, seriously, look at her. Maybe that's what Virginia should do is enlist Coral Team up to help with her. her. Get because a representative. Look, the way she Start looks, the story she tells. You. Couldn't you imagine, like, as a 10-year-old, I, I started it. taking diet pills when my mom died? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. I see it. And speaking of uh, diet pills, um, Virginia goes in to give her sales report and her sales are low. Which I thought they would be, I thought they were going up, but it looks like they're still low. I think they are going up, but to the sales rep, they're not high enough. Right, because she's not using the script. And they want her, yeah, they want her to use a script and they want her to buy more in bulk versus a little bit at a time. Yeah. And then um, right after she hands in her sales report, she goes and meets Dr. Masters and tells him about, they meet at the hotel and they're just in like the restaurant having dinner and she tells him about Austin finding out about them and that she played it cool, that it was under wraps and um, and then says that it would be imprudent for them to go upstairs. And so Dr. Masters goes home and everything's a mess because their son happens to have lice and um, Libby's freaking out and making sure that everything is cleaned and just washing everything in the house. And um, that's like the 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 ca- most casual I think I've seen Li- Libby this whole season. Well, you know, with a little hair tie on her. You know, how like, supportive was Dr. Masters when he walked in? I was surprised at his reaction. He was very comforting. I know, and he caring. totally calmed her down. he just got rejected from Virginia? No. I, well, uh, 
I don't think that's it. Or I, is it out of guilt? Because at the end of guilt. the day, he really doesn't. He's not crazy about his wife. Does so. he? Does he feel guilt though? I don't mean to take a left turn. We could talk for hours on this, and we won't. Does he feel guilt about what he's doing with Virginia? Though? I think he feels fear, yeah. not well, necessarily guilt, but I think that he feels fear of losing his status, his life that he's built, and the image that he's created, having the home and the picket fence and the wife. I think that's what he cares more about. I don't think that he's really in love with Libby at all. Because he even says that to Virginia when they're having drinks. Wait, guys, he's a about happily it. married man. He's not happy <laughs> at all. Guys. Well, let's throw this out there. He hasn't said the baby's name yet. He still calls the baby the baby. He doesn't even so hold I think the baby. When he that if he's ever gonna feel guilty, I think that's when he actually says the baby's name or he holds the baby. So right. when something more intimate happens. Okay. okay. The baby. The baby. Okay, and then we go speaking of babies, we <laughs> see Betty approaching Dr. Masters in the parking lot about her baby issue. And he is getting upset with her and doesn't realize her husband is right behind her. And so she, um, Masters, ends up making, he's like, get in my office. And he has kind of, he's not playful with Betty, but he's like stern but kind of open, you know, like openly sarcastic, I would say. And he's like, get in my office. So she, he makes her tell her husband the truth, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought Dr. Masters might have been inclined to... Well, she slightly told him the truth. She said that she's not the one capable of having babies. She didn't go into detail about why she's not capable. I believe that happened is when they start paying for the bills that were not there. Yeah. See, air quotes. Air quotes do it really well, guys. Well, that's a, that's another <laughs> so lie, but no right. the way, first thing is... If you, if you look at Dr. Masters' character and ethics and the way that he's operated, even in the previous situation where he was standing up for the child that was a hermaphrodite, he, when he sticks to his guns and he yeah. thinks very strongly about something, which he does when Betty first approached him about not being able to conceive again, uh, she wanted the abortion or she wanted to be, what, um... Clipped. I don't know what she. What did she get done where she can't have children anymore? She had. She actually had an STD that she had, um, Betty, that uh, that caused her to have some sort of tubal. You Ly- mentioned I it today. I believe the word was ligation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it was because of an STD that okay. she can have babies. because she was promiscuous in the past. Okay, so it wasn't something that she necessarily got done. Then it was a result of, and so he knew this this entire time and told her even before she got married to let her husband know. And Betty was like, "No, he won't marry me." So she tricks her husband into still marrying her. And I didn't think not one time that Doctor Masters was going to tell the truth to the husband or even cover up for her whatsoever. I knew that he was going. I mean, he to was stick letting her guns. sit in the office. Yeah, but I think that he was trying to encourage her and kind of get it out of her. You know, what he felt was necessary. Like, it was very unfair, the position that she put her husband in. Yeah, I mean, in a way, he didn't let her sit in the office. Betty forced her way and sat into the waiting room and just chilled there. Yeah. So, yeah, I I liked how Masters is consistent with the fact that, like, uh, medically, he will stick with his guns and all that. Yeah. So... Um, and then we see um, Jenny with um, Dr. DePaul again, and she um, had um, flat out. Um, so we've got um, Dr. Uh, DePaul's. I, he wasn't her mentor, but she was, I guess, he was a colleague that she knew. I didn't know if I heard that right. And she um, recommended Dr. DePaul for the award. Um, I forgot what it was called. The 
Was it the Williams Prize? Yeah, the Williams Prize. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And so they're kind of in the middle of, like, trying to figure out what's going to go on with her program, who's going to, you know. Were they asking for that guy's help in carrying it on, or? So there was an award that she she wanted to be nominated for, and if she won the award, then she would be able to carry on. Right, with that. Yeah, with this research. But So that's when Virginia stepped in and was trying to encourage him Mm -hmm. to consider her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he admitted, I didn't even know who she was, and I didn't have any high expectations when I met her today either. Right. Um, And then we go to Dr. Masters, uh, again, who is um, now conducting the study alone. And so I thought it was kind of cute. They kind of snapped to a shot where he was um, with the the patient, um, and they were like, wow, Ulysses is, like, cold. And he (laughs) is like, ugh. He totally forgot. He goes, my partner used to warm that up with a warm towel, and he didn't have a warm towel to warm it up. And he goes, um, well, you know, the friction should, <laughs> the friction should, against the vaginal wall should warm it up. Hang in there. I like that they showed us several instances of Bill being like stuck without Virginia mm-hmm. and, and, seen, how and him her. seeing her, how much, and he gets it. You know, he just doesn't... I mean, and he was trying to be, I think, really aggressive in getting her back. I don't really understand the problem with having Ulysses be cold. I mean, that's whatever, right? He did his best. <laughs> Look at her okay, face. Okay, minus... <laughs> yeah, let's put you in a cold shower and see what happens to your Ulysses. I, 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 just, I don't know. I don't see the problem. I think Bill was fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Is that the male perspective you guys were looking for? That was amazing. <laughs> I, hope, I hope some women comment on that. <laughs> on that Gemini opinion <laughs> perspective. Um, then we have... Austin and Dr. DePaul. So Austin kind of well, sees... Well, first off, before we move on, Dr. Gray, or Greenhouse comes in to observe when he w- shouldn't have been allowed in there because uh, Masters lied about what they were going to be doing. And that's when he walks in. That's it. That's a little ways down. Oh. That's the first observation. When he says, Darcy blows. The, remember the first he, one where yeah, he just dug Greenhouse. Yeah. He's, he, in, he's in there himself for the first one. He walks in, says, I'm just going to be a fly on the wall, sits okay. back. Darcy blows right away. Okay. Yeah. That was the first one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he slipped in there pervy. once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so gross. He grosses me out. Yeah. Um, and then we see Austin, and Doctor Austin sees Dr. DePaul working late, and he sits down and talks to her, and then they end up having drinks together. And then he was like, so how long have you known? And her, not knowing what he was talking about, she was like, so long like long (laughs) and he got confirmation there he was talking about virginia and dr masters here's my question with austin because i think it would point to his intent and maybe his maliciousness level because i don't know if you've ever done this to somebody but if you ever walked up to somebody and been like a hater move i know man i know you can talk to me about it and you have no idea what you're doing but you're kind of bluffing yeah i think that that can scare people depending on what they're dealing with i think that he may have been doing that Oh, for Lillian. sure. He was and totally he, doing that. And he, he knew that she didn't know or he wanted to see what she knew or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he kind of mm-hmm. opened up. Instead of just being casual, we're friends, oh, how long have you known? I, I want to talk about this. I think he was being a little more deceitful than that to get where she was and to try to get in between her and Virginia, and it worked. Oh, Is that a Gemini thing? Re- you think he wanted to purposely break that relationship up? I think because his relationship is broken up and he's going through whatever he's going through, you'll hurt anybody around you. You'll hurt Bill and Virginia. You'll hurt Virginia and Lillian. Like, what do you care anymore? You lost what you have. See, I think that he had some juicy gossip and he wanted to discuss it. I think that he wanted to discuss it and probe a little bit to get more information. I don't necessarily think that he was intending on ruining Virginia's life. I think he's up to something malicious, like, because he's just too in it, like, and he's so aggressive the way he's going about it. I mean, 
you know, later on the episode, some of his actions, I think, you know. I agree with Spicy we'll, we'll on the side. We'll, okay. You guys are on a team with yeah, it. Yeah, because <laughs> later on, and I don't mean to fast forward, but, you know, he has a, a heartfelt conversation with Bill, which leads me to believe that he doesn't want him to be in the same situation that he's experienced. I don't think he's out to hurt anybody. I think he's just hurting and people are being affected because of that. Let me say this. as a Gemini, Jenna. <laughs> um, let me say this. Austin lacks a major characteristic and that is empathy. He has none. Because if he had empathy, he wouldn't have cheated on his wife Prime 5, sex 000 addict. times. <laughs> and whether or not he's a sex addict, that's that's immaterial to this point, which is Austin is incredibly selfish, incredibly so selfish. narcissistic, and mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, doesn't care about anybody. And I think it's one of those people True. who wants to care about his kids, he wants to care about his wife because he thinks he should, but that dental hygienist came up two months later, or whatever it was. And when you become like that, you don't care about Virginia, you don't care about Billy, you can lie to yourself yeah. and say, oh, I'm trying to help he's Bill. He's just bored. He's bored, and he's, he's screwing causing with trouble. people, and he's causing trouble, and at mm-hmm. the very least, bored. he just wants to get into gossip. So I think, And he does, he's alone right now. He's got yeah. nobody. His wife is shutting him out. All he's thinking about is a beef stroganoff, like, and trying to get in on That's Bill's dip plates. The one thing he misses is her cooking. Uh, yeah. Dude, come on. You fantasizing miss you miss fantasizing about her tuna casserole, exactly. her cheeseburger casserole, exactly. her everything casserole. Forget that. <laughs> we have spoken. Okay. <laughs> then, um, okay, so then, okay, so now now we've got this we flashes back to home and um libby is like super sensitive about this lice thing and she is she is determined that it was brought in by coral and she and coral start arguing about the the lice because she had given coral a bottle of shampoo to wash her hair and um coral came in with the same hairdo as she had the day before so libby didn't think that she had washed her hair and Coral was like, you know, it's $4 for me every week to wash my hair. I couldn't afford it, but I, I will, I promise. And they're arguing in front of Dr. Masters. And Libby, I think, is getting more upset because they're arguing in front of him. And Coral brings in Dr. Masters and says, help, you know, this it wasn't brought in by me. My brother checked my hand. I had nothing. And Dr. Masters confirmed and sided with Coral and was like, you know, it's true. I read in a journal that, you know that it's probably not likely at all, you know. Uh, let me say real quick on the acting. There's not a lot of bad acting in this show, but Coral today specifically I think was phenomenal. The mm-hmm. actress who plays Coral, and I wish I had her name and I don't right now and I should have written it down and I will look it up. <laughs> she was phenomenal in the sense that she's playing a role that has to be obvious in two ways. She has to obviously want to punch Libby, and we have to feel that because right. we wanted to punch Libby. Mm-hmm. But she also has to obviously show restraint and know her place. What would a young black girl do in the 40s, 50s, 60s with an older white woman as her quote-unquote boss in that situation? You can't punch her, and you have to show restraint. Mm-hmm. And you could see the tug of war in Coral's head. You want to lash out, you want to yell, you want to attack her, do whatever, but you can't. And you have to hold it down. And the actress to do a good job of showing the emotion almost bubble over and then hold it back in. And yep. almost bubble over and hold it back in. And you want her to bubble over, but you know she can't. Yeah, I that, that's a phenomenal did, you, That's a great yeah. operation. She really did. Yeah. But, she, at the end, she had to submit. She didn't want right. to lose her job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it, we flashed over um, at another doctor appointment with um, Dr. DePaul in Virginia. And they're at the doctor appoint, uh, appointment. And now with Dr. DePaul knowing this information about Masters and... Um, Virginia is revealing something about herself that she had cheated, you know, and she was, you know, going in and telling her, you know, how vulnerable she is with Virginia and that she should open up too. 
and she was looking for Virginia to confide in her about masters. And Virginia was just like, you know, I'm just not that interesting. Virginia is like a vault. Now, Nothing is coming out. My question is, does she want her to confide in her because she wants this, like, ceiling of the relationship and she wants to feel close to her? Or is it because she just wants to I th- either confirm or deny what it was that Austin accused her no, of? No, I think it's not the, either. And the, she already lost respect for Libby? I, I mean, no, for I think that she just doesn't want Dr. DePaul to know that she still has interest in that study because she doesn't know how she's going to tell Dr. DePaul that she can't continue on her work because there's this heavy burden. Dr. DePaul is dying. She wants someone to continue on the work. Virginia sees the importance in it, but she also wants to be with Dr. Masters and work on their study. So I think there's that bone of contention. I don't think it's that she just doesn't want to admit that she's doing this with him. She doesn't want to admit that she still Sorry. has outside interests outside of what they, what her and Dr. DePaul have. I think there's one other major thing, and that is that Virginia doesn't see a lot of very independent women in this life, in this show, and in the hospital. And Virginia talks about independent women a lot, and she did it again today with her daughter at the end of the show. So Dr. DePaul is one of those very few independent, strong up by the bootstraps, did it herself kind of women. And I think Virginia is so ashamed for what she has done with Bill. And whether or not she's kind of cheated her way into this Bill situation, it will look like that to Dr. DePaul. And Virginia cannot bear to come to Dr. DePaul and say, it looks like I got ahead with sex. I'm not an independent woman like you. She can't have that conversation. It would cr- I think it would crush her sense. too much to have to go to Dr. But DePaul I don't think that's that. not why she didn't confide. I think that the reason she didn't confide in her is because she didn't want the cat out of the bag. At the end, Maybe, of, the, yeah. at the end of the day, she will lose, of course, ultimate respect from Dr. DePaul. But that's why Dr. DePaul gave the steady ways. Not because – I think it's mostly because she can't trust her. She doesn't want to leave her study to someone she can't trust, but also someone who she feels like – cheated her way through. Yeah, because she even makes, Dr. Paul makes a comment to Austin about how she thought she had Virginia pegged out and that she was one of those women just trying to find a man. And yet, and then that's when Austin interrupts her. Right, exactly. She Yeah, exactly. And the fact that Virginia wasn't going to tell Dr. DePaul about the study that she's doing or the real reasoning behind it, she gave her the chance and then she, nope, don't but trust I think you enough to tell also, you. Also, Dr. DePaul was extremely hurt. If you saw it in her eyes so when she sad. first learned the information yeah. that Austin had told her, she was taken aback. And it came unexpectedly because this person who she had doubt had now impressed her and gained her trust mm-hmm. and respect. And then it was just shattered in a matter of moments listening to this news. And yeah. I, I got to say, trust was a huge theme in this entire episode. There's trust in between every relationship between Libby and Coral, Virginia and Lillian, Masters and his patients. Because Jenna and Bobby, trust is really <laughs> And of course, Betty and her husband. (laughs) So trust was a huge theme in this episode. And so we see right after that, that Dr. DePaul ends up giving away her program. So it was after that conversation that she sees that and she's like, you know what? I'm giving it away. And um, No, but Virginia at the end of the day was never going to really take on this entire study, though. I know, but she worked hard in it just like she worked for Dr. Masters. I think she just wanted the option of keeping it. I don't think that she really wanted to take responsibility for it. I didn't think she wanted it, but I think she, I mean, just like with Dr. Masters, she's been like this little assistant that's been working her tail off for Dr. Masters and for Dr. DePaul, and now she's got hit in the face twice with like, well, this is actually my thing, not yours. You know, it's like she can't work with Dr. Masters. Dr. DePaul just took this as an ownership, and it's like Virginia. Virginia has no education, so she just gets treated like whatever. I just feel like Dr. DePaul wanted to pass it off to um, 
Virginia, but mm-hmm. Virginia didn't want to have it because she wanted Dr. Paul to finish it. Because Dr. Paul thinks she's dying. She's going to die. She has no hope for it. But with Virginia there, she's her hope of completing that project. So I think without, obviously it goes back to our trust conversation, but because Virginia is not really there anymore for Dr. Paul, she's got to pass it on to someone that will complete the project. So her hope of Virginia helping her is gone. Right. So, yeah. And then it flashed back at home again to Libby with Coral sitting down and forcing her to wash her hair, which was so sad. I felt like that was, I didn't cry at that moment, but I really wanted to cry. I mean, it was like, it was just a, a moment of... I feel like like an attack on her, and she would. I just felt terrible for Coral in that moment. Okay, so and not to say that you can force somebody to wash their hair and that it's appropriate, but if somebody is working within your home, and this is going to defend Libby, and there is an outbreak of lice, <laughs> everybody should wash their hair. I agree. And I, I, if it, it, it is, it's serious. And I don't know how the baby caught lice, and if the baby even had enough hair to carry the lice. But for whatever reason, this baby caught lice, and we. Yeah, really but you've got to, got to understand though. Coral doesn't have the same hair texture, and when she washed her hair, I'm so glad that she gave her money to go get it done again. But she yeah. doesn't have an abundant amount of money. She did a bad job of washing her hair too. Like <laughs> it was really Lib- bad, Libby. It, should have said, please wash your hair with us tonight. Here's $4. And you do it. You know, like when she, you know, like... But trust is gone, though. That was the point of Libby's point. She can't trust her to wash her own hair. So why would she give her the $4 if she didn't trust her? But she did right after that. Afterwards. That's because she made sure that it was done herself. But but what Dr. Masters did say is very true as far as um, black people getting lice. But also, too, because we put more moisture in our hair. So the lice, it doesn't... the. The egg doesn't stay to the root as easily. So he, he there's several reasons why she did not be that she was not the carrier of lice more than likely, but she still should have washed her hair <laughs> just because it could, you never ever ever know. Even if one egg was in her hair, you're saying Coral should have washed yeah, her hair. Yeah, Coral should have washed okay. her hair just to be safe because yeah. you never know when you're exposed to anything. Wash your hair, but you gotta look good. It could get no. in her pee. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe Coral should have been hair. more open about how much it cost, and Libby could have given her because she looks like it wasn't a matter of cost for. But she Libby. should have told Libby, "Was it a cost ten dollars?" So she get a can. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, and so then we flash to Doctor Masters, and um, he's at at work, and um, Doug asks him what what else is on the menu because he had come into the room the one time and seen, and then now it looks like he's going to be a regular guest in his. Uh, in his study. And so Dr. Master comes up with this clever thing to say that it's a, the transference effect um, with seeing that amount of um, pornography can um, create this tension that makes a man come out completely different. And it could have a bad effect on him. It could make him have, you know, make him want to have sex with men and stuff like that. And I thought that was really clever and really smart. And I thought that was going to scare him away. And it totally didn't. That's what's funny. It not only did it not scare it him away, it worse. It made him bring a bunch of other dudes with him. I know. It's like he doubled down on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what's going to happen. Right? He so, didn't like, trust what, what Dr. Masters was saying. No, like, I think, he, yeah. He was like, okay, you're full of crap, and I'm going to shit on you. Yeah, and so later that after that night, all of his his room is filled with people, which I felt like it was just terrible. You know, it's like his study's not being taken serious. I feel so bad for the girl that's in there doing the study <laughs> seriously, you've, and you've, all these guys I are just having. She came. You've never in in your work in in sex counseling and all that sort of stuff. You've never sat in a room with a bunch of guys eating Chinese food, watching a girl masturbate. <laughs> you've never done that. I'm not going to try to lie by, by omission here. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. Well, I, I don't. I <laughs> no, mean, no, but it was very peeping Tomish, and yeah. if she knew that they were there, she wouldn't yeah. have agreed to that. So and it wasn't consensual. It goes back to one of the uh, people that bailed out before in the study that said, "Well, where's the female one? Right. Because I trust you two. So it goes back to the whole trust thing again. Right. And um, so um, Dr. Masters pulls Doug out and says, "You know, you can't have these people in my study. You're not welcome here anyway. I'm going to tell you what the terms are." And Doug lets him know that he never asked the board about Virginia. And Which we I knew. think we weren't surprised about that. I wasn't surprised, but I think that's what pushed Dr. Masters overboard because when he went back in there he went bananas on all those guys. Oh, so and you was, think it was because he because of Virginia. Oh, for sure. It was because of Virginia. How many how many times does he punch somebody because of Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't his first rodeo, <laughs> you know, and so so then he gets himself fired, and um, and we've got him coming home, and Austin's there, such a gossip, eating his veal <laughs> <laughs> in that, his home. That was the worst thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was the worst thing. Okay. Not being in the home with the wife, not holding his baby, but eating his veal <laughs> was the worst part. <laughs> And um, and so and you know and he's telling Doctor Masters what we've already talked about that you know please don't mess this up blah 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 we don't believe it. Well, bro, why was Libby so angry that Austin was there? I don't think she when was angry. Masters I think she came was in, just she a... seems really upset about something. No, I think I think remember home is her domain, and I think she didn't have a chance to tell Bill because they don't have cell phones and she can't tweet him. I think <laughs> so. He comes home and she wanted to get him before he got surprised, mm-hmm. and she was trying to say Austin's here, Austin's here, and then he walked around the corner with okay, the kid. Right. I, I but, think that but was. He also it. had something to share with her that he didn't, yeah, and then yeah. he wanted to, but yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, the last thing I want to mention is that um, Betty has dinner with what's her husband's name? I just know him as the pretzel guy. Oh, Jean. Uh, Jean. She has dinner with him, and the truth comes out about, how, oh. you know, like, there's mm-hmm. so much reveal here about, like, him actually knowing who she was 200% beforehand, and, you know, I think she just sits there and cries because she's like, this guy actually really loves, he loves her. me. Yeah. Yeah. For me. And he doesn't, I don't have to be a fake Betty. In, in, show, so, pr- in show prediction, I thought he was going to leave her at that point. He was going to divorce her. Oh, that that also, all signs were too. pointing to, mm-hmm. yeah. That's but what once I again, it was a trust thing, and yeah. she, you know, lied to him the entire relationship. And I, I felt really bad for him because now he's in a relationship with someone that he can't trust. And then I felt really bad for her too because now she's looking at the mistakes from her. Well, past. that's a lie you can understand. Someone trying to hide some shadiness in their past, you know, like that's I don't know if you can ever understand a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is the Gemini, Jenna? So, do you guys think this will affect their relationship, though? Because Betty, honestly, she thought she had this whole vi- like he had this vision of her and what she was. So now that vision apparently yeah, wasn't even. Yeah, but now existence. I feel like they're going to have a more honest, frank relationship. I think it's going to make everything better. But she's not special anymore. The truth. No, but you know, always, she's always been special to him. The truth heals. She's always been special. To him. And I think it's good that he knows she was a prostitute. If they just left it at "I can't have kids," I lied to you. It mm-hmm. would have been really bad. But he knows the whole story. He's like, "You can't have kids, dude. You're a prostitute. Right. I know everything. I still <laughs> love you. We got money. We can adopt or do whatever." Right. But also now too, she can be herself because she was painting this, you know, pure, pure yeah. virtue. White she had fun doing it. it. Was so she not did. True. So now she can be the freak that she is. All right. Well, you guys, we have to wrap it up. Let's do predictions really quick. Oh wait, Bobby, do you have news for us? Really? No, quick? we'll do news next week. Let's do predictions. Okay. All right, predictions, Roya, you go. 
I think because Buddy's ex uh, girlfriend's coming into the picture, I think she's gonna leave the Pretzel King. Shenanigans. Because she likes drama and her vision. I'm gonna stick with it. Her being up high with him is not gonna be Maybe what she they envisioned. Maybe just have all three of them can stay. What do you think? Boom. <laughs> My prediction. It's not a prediction. It's a demand to the masters of sex writers. If Doug Greathouse goes, <laughs> so do I. Keep Doug Gra- go, or, or, go. Or at the, at the at the at the African American hospital, have a Doug Greathouse with them. Have a new Doug Greathouse kind of person. So I a need, pervert. I need. I need a pervert. <laughs> I need a pervert. Oh my gosh, spicy. Okay, I am really, really hoping that Virginia goes and continues her education. Like, if this episode wasn't enough to show that she can't be dependent on the other doctors for her to get further ahead, she has to do it for herself. And I think that's the uh, moral of the entire thing when she was telling her daughter was, you can't rely on anybody else. You have to do it for yourself. Yeah. Right. So I hope she goes back to school, because now she's just going to go to another hospital and be dependent on Dr. Masters again. Okay. And I didn't even mention this, but the very last si- final scene, we see Dr. Masters going over to a new hospital... Um, that's all colored, and um, he has got a Virginia her own office. So I'm so excited to see what that dynamic is going to be. How Virginia is going to leave with Doctor Paul, Doctor DePaul. How they're going to separate. So looking forward to it. Thank you everybody for tuning in, and please, if you get a chance, um, tweet us or comment on YouTube or iTunes. Let us know what you think and how we can make the show better. See you next week. Where can we find you guys? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, I was I was trying to wrap up. Uh, Roya, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Roya. That's H E Y R O Y A. Bobby, I'm on Twitter at Bobby Demiro. I just released a documentary last week, so tweet me. You can watch it. I really liked it. I think it's pretty good. I hope you guys like it. I think I'm gonna watch it actually because I want to rate it. Yeah. You would love I'll it. give you the official rating and let you, you guys know what it, it really is. All right, spicy. I am spicy Mati. You guys can play with my Twitter at spicy underscore Mati, or you can stroke my Instagram at spicy underscore Mati. All right, and I am your host, Jenna Couture at Jenna Time Tweet. Thank you, guys. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 